Welcome to Talk 30 to Me, a show where we talk about the perspective of 30-somethings on life. My kid is an asshole. Love. Did I tell you about the girl that dumped me twice in a week? And the never-ending pursuit of fulfillment. My name is Anthony, but most people just call me Turd. And I'm Randy Z. Let's start the show. Welcome, everybody. Me and Turg are here today talking to our friend Obi, and we've been talking about relationships. I personally have been a serial monogamist throughout my 20s and now in my 30s. I've been a lot. I've been back on the dating scene, I guess is the proper term. Uh, Turg, we know, is married. We know. Do we know that? Well, now you do. Um, now you do. And our guest today, Obi, uh, let's let's talk about your dating background or your history. All right. What What have you been doing from the last 10 years? 10 years. Damn, that's a long time to ask a guy. Like, right. Give me the whole gamut of you know, need, what you've been I doing. Need a full I need pedigree details. Can, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know if I can give you a full pedigree of what's been going on for 10 years, but uh, I can give you a summary. Um, <laughs> I mean, uh, in terms of dating, I've just been um, in different relationships. Um, I'm, I, I guess I'm what you would call a long-termer. So when I'm in a relationship, I'm pretty in it for a long time. And when I'm not, I'm not. But... Um, just got out of a relationship, and um, that was that lasted for about seven years. Really? About seven years. I didn't realize that. So the last ten years doesn't sound like a long time to be talking about it, then. Right. So well, that's fair. there was some that kind of overlapped within. The- I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fair because I guess serial monogamy. Uh, you, uh, would you consider yourself a serial monogamist to begin with? If you're a long termer, kind of. Uh, I would. I don't know what you would consider a serial monogamist. Okay, um, so for context, I think we're just talking about you like to be in a relationship, relationship guy yeah, kind of deal. Yeah, yeah. Like a one-on-one, uh, not we're seeing other people at the same time that we're seeing ourselves, uh, seeing each other, and then um, we'll figure it out. If it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, then at least we have a backup plan, I guess. Yeah, yeah, Contingency. Yeah, yeah. Someone else is in the mix, so you don't really have a gap. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I was kind of like a... I think I would be uh, the first in my early twenties. I think I was more of a serial dater. So, um, or no, I'm sorry. I was more of a serial monogamous dater. If that makes sense? Because I wouldn't actually be with them. I would just be dating them for long periods of time. Interesting. I don't. Get so it. I don't know if you would count that person. So, for example, like, <laughs> hey, we're not boyfriend and girlfriend, but we're just dating. And we do a lot of things that boyfriend and girlfriends would do. Would you do that with several people at the same time, kind of parallel to that relationship? Yeah. So you would throw a lot of a, a lot of lines out there and see what caught. See what and, caught. And if you had one that caught, you would spend more time on it. Right. 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 So you'd kind of shelve everything up, put everything kind of in storage, and focus on that one person. Right. 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 Yeah. Okay. So how did that work out for you? I mean, it worked out pretty cool. I mean, <laughs> you know, I think I think what kind of um, built those relationships were the friendships. So we were friends first. We were friends first and, um, you know, that was what it was. We were friends that enjoyed each other's company and there was no real um, definitive, uh, what do you call it? Um, Title. Label? Yeah, label. It was just what it was, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, because you were in a a long-term relationship for, a number of years, but the bulk of your twenties, really. Mm-hmm. Now dating at thirty and being single at thirty, is it the same approach for you, or is it? No, it's different now. It's it's a little bit more specific. 
Um, there's no more just kind of like, oh, let's just kind of see where this goes type of thing. It's kind of like I'm dating with a purpose now. Right. Yeah. Because you have, uh, I think we, we've talked about this before, and a lot of people seem to agree. You have a lot more on the line now at 30, right? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, because one, I mean, there's no way I can, I don't have five, seven years to just kind of like linger and casually see where it goes. It's kind of like, look, this is what I want. This is what I'm looking for. This is what you. This is what you want. This is what you're looking for. And I think I could possibly be that person. You know, let's go for it. So here we go. We have two single guys. Uh, three, if you count Sankeys, but we never really do. And he's not even in his fucking thirties yet. So if we ha- we have two guys in their thirties, okay, mm-hmm. single technically, okay, and we'll get into Randy's situation in a little bit. But would you guys consider yourselves to be more emotionally fragile now at thirty? In regards to the expectation and the letdown. What do you mean by emotionally fragile? If you were to, let's say, restart, have, have to restart a relationship or for any reason, the devastation factor would be a little bit more than in your 20s. Because you know in your 20s you'd have a little bit more opportunity, right? There's a little bit more going on so now. I- I don't, I don't know about, about you, Obi, but I've had friends that tell me, you know, because when I was dating casually um, last year, there were some girls that were cool, they were interesting, but they really weren't it for me. And I, and I could tell off the bat. And so I had a couple of friends tell me like, well, you should, you should like lock it down and, and, you know, explore this opportunity because you don't want to end up alone. That's never a thought that's really crossed through my mind. So I've never had the idea of, oh, you know, if, I, if it doesn't work this time, it's never going to work. Yes, I've had moments where like I've tried to make it work at, with a past relationship because of, you know, there were there were good good aspects to it, and I really wanted it to work, but ultimately it just wasn't the right fit for me. Yeah, but so uh, how how invested were you in those to to the point where it do, it doesn't because it doesn't seem like you were very invested. Well, for the ones that were like my long term relationships where, where we ended things and then we tried to make it work again, I was pretty invested. I really thought I was going to marry those women. Uh, for the ones that. I've been just like, a cat, you know, casually dating, like, ah, you know, it's whatever. And my friends might, you know, get in my ear saying, you know, you're, you're getting a little older now. You might want to consider really settling down. You don't want to end up alone. Like the thought of being alone is never something that's crossed my mind. Like I've always thought, okay, I'm going to find somebody, you know, I mean, just be patient with it. You're not, uh, you're a relationship optimist. Yeah, I guess that's, that's hard. How about you, Obi? What um, would you say uh, about being a little bit more emotionally fragile at this age where letdown is a little bit heavier? I think so. I think I think I am. If I had to call it something, I think I am a little emotional, um, emotionally fragile. Um, only being that, I mean, if you're, I mean, if you if you're gonna go that mile with somebody, you're gonna be emotionally invested. You're going to be sure. And I mean, I'm the kind of person when I go in, I go, I love hard. You know, I, I love hard. Like I focus on you, and it's just it's gonna be, especially now. Right. Um. In my, I think it, I think that started to happen in my later part of my twenties. Um, I'm only 31, but the person that I was, the last my ex, the last person I was with, I thought I was going to marry that woman. So I was all in. I was doing everything that I thought that I was supposed to do to make it work. So, and I know that um, that's what I, that's what's needed for a relationship to work. So, in order for me to put in that energy with somebody else, it has to be worth it, or I have to feel like it's a good um, a good risk to take. And if I don't feel like it is, I can't do it. That makes sense. So with, with that, because I, I've i been told, you know, I, I every woman that I date or that I'm seriously with, I consider like, okay, I, 
I really wouldn't be pursuing it if I didn't see myself marrying you. Right. And it's kind of like, well, we're on that path until we aren't. Right, 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 right. Does that, when that ends, does that change how you approach the next? Does it, has that like had any influence on you? I mean, you had a, a lot longer and far more invested relationship than I have uh, yeah. ever had. I don't think I've, no, I've, I, think, I think two years is probably like my max longest wow. relationship I've wow. ever had. Well, I mean, yeah, I think it does. I mean, I think I'm, uh, I think I'm, I'm able to make a decision quicker of if it's going to be worth going further, if it's worth a second date, if it's worth a third date, if it's worth another phone call. You know what I mean? I think I kind of know earlier on um, what it's going to be. And I kind of just opt out because I don't want to waste your energy or mine, mm. you know? So what happened in the last relationship that you were with? That you were in. (laughs) Um, I think we both just, um, I think there was, um, sheesh, what didn't happen in the last relationship? (laughs) Sounds like we hit a nerve, huh? Uh Uh-oh. This might make make for some good talking. He's just uncomfortable, though. I mean, what I can't say what ended it. I mean, we were, we met at, um, we found love in a hopeless place. Um, I think... When I met her, that's deep. Yeah, you know, when I met her, I met her um, when I was trying to get out of a, another relationship, mm. and um, me and that. It's funny because me and that other girl, we're actually you know good friends, but um, I got into a relationship trying to leave that last relationship and got into a relationship with her. We dated for about three years, um, like off and on, and then we separated. Then got found, you know, got you know connected again, and was with each other for four consecutive years. The later part of the years where I got engaged and stuff like that. But I think what ended it ultimately was there was like a false sense of identity um, on her part. Uh, so she hadn't quite figured herself out yet, right? Relationship wise, or or personally, or both? Both. Okay. Both. Well, I would say more so personal wise because she knew who she was as in a relationship. She knew her what role, her role right, right as the girlfriend or even the fiance or as a, you know, but as herself, she didn't really I don't think she really knew that. Mm. And I think she um never took that time to take that self inventory. And you felt like that bled into the relationship and kind of fucked everything up for you? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely because it was kind of like um I mean, here I am trying to build on this relationship and it was hard for us to build because she just didn't, she couldn't, I guess maybe that expectation that we kind of talked about, um, it was kind of like, we don't know all the answers, but there's just certain things that are like, you know, there's certain fundamentals that a person should bring into a relationship. And I don't think she, I think she got to a point to where she um, had to really question herself like really takes off inventory of herself. And I think when she did, she realized that she just wasn't equipped to go for it. Mm. So, I mean. So do you feel like she did you a favor or was it more so uh, you're able to see the silver lining now kind of deal? Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both, man. I think um, I think she did kind of do me, did me a favor. Um, and I'm seeing that now because before it was like, ah, I hate you. How could you? You know what I mean? Yeah. But once you kind of get over that and you kind of just – um, meditate on it a little bit, you kind of see like, wow, like it wouldn't have worked. Like, cause all my friends were telling me like, Obi, like you got out at a good time. Yeah. Like it could have been way worse. But wouldn't you think that she would have eventually figured it out in the relationship with your guidance or your coaching, or was it just too far gone? Like it was beyond that point where you were willing to put in that work to help her. 
Um, Isn't that what a relationship is all about? Like a two-way street? Not putting you out there on yeah. the spot, but yeah. you know. I, but I, you, I have comments about that too. You, I, you probably did your part, right? Right. Absolutely. I did. I did my part. Um, we talked like our communication was awesome. Like our, we communicated like every day. We talked every day. Like we talked about like ideals, passions, desires, everything. We talked every day. So that's great. Wow. You, you know what but, I mean? That didn't manifest into something uh, a little bit more profound in her in her life to give her that direction that she needed. No, wow. um, apparently not. I mean, I think I think it I think it did after because it's funny because a lot of the things that I was trying to push her and coax her and to do, she now does. You know, like I'm all about mental, physical, spiritual. Oh my, and yeah. it's, You know, I'm all about exercising. I'm all about that. I'm all about you know those things, and. um I would try to get her to do the same thing. Like, hey, you know, babe, this is what this is what works for me. You know, I don't work out because I want to look good. I work out because it actually makes me feel good. Right. And I'm like, maybe you know, you could do the same. Like, I'm not saying that you know you're out of shape, but just you know, that's a tough line to that's a tough line to walk, right? Right. Yeah. Exactly. But go figure. I met her in a gym. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so it was one of those. Yeah, I'm gonna commit and then kind of fade out. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I'm and I'm trying to push her, and and now it's like that we're broken up. Um, the last time I actually ran into her, she was jogging. She was running. Wow. And it was something that I was trying to get her to do for so long. And then when I met her, when I ran into her, she was like, you know what? It's funny because I run every day now. So it's kind of like starting a new job. You don't know where you fucked up until you start a new job. And you're like, okay, I got a new lease on life now. I could start over. It's like a blank slate. Yeah. Relationship, right? I, 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 su- over. I suppose. Uh, I wouldn't communicate it with her. Connected to getting a new job. Um, yeah, because you haven't gotten a new job in quite some time, so it's hard to relate. Right. It, it, that's basically yeah. what it comes down to. It's yeah. hard for me to relate to that. Um, I can tell you it is kind of like that because <laughs> I, I just started <laughs> a new at, job. At what, point, exactly at what point is it for you, know, you? Because a new job, I feel like it's different because a new job, you don't control a lot of things as far as like how things are operated or how systems are put in play. No, You have you to are, function you can, in that system. Right. Exactly. You control yourself. Exactly in a relationship. Mm-hmm. You don't control how the relationship is going to evolve, but you control your role in the relationship. Right. Right. So you can at least control that piece of how the relationship is going to evolve. Because going, Same with a job. Okay, I get that. So I, going back to what you had asked earlier about, uh, was it contributions? How did you phrase it, um, the, the initial question uh, to Obi? In terms of um, his uh, coaching and, and how he was oh, able to... Within the relationship? Yeah, how he was able to kind of have that dialogue with her in order to kind of get her on the right path. Right, but at, at a certain point, like when do you have to cut your losses? Because there's meeting each other halfway, there's understanding that you are only going to change so much you know especially as you're the older you are at what point do you realize okay it's 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 not going to make a difference no one no one's going to change in this scenario at what point do you kind of like walk away from it because it for me there would be in my past in my in my most recent relationship there would be little milestones or little little checkpoints that we'd hit so to speak that okay well there's that's significant changes wow that's, that's big improvement like we're really on the right track and then regression back to what it was previously. That's a great point. And uh, as I'm in the middle of literally taking a note here to address that question, I have to say, or I have to ask, what is it that prohibits that change? Is it pride? Is it uh, losing self-worth in the eyes of the other person that you're giving in to to what they want? Because I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat. Uh, I'm married, yeah, but... 
you constantly go through ebbs and flows in relationship expansions and contractions based on um, the uh, relationship dynamic. And with that being said, like right now, I like much like yourself, I don't work out because I want to look good. Although that is a great perk, it makes me feel great, gives me energy. It, I, you get rid of all the bullshit in your head right. by working out, right? You get right. that energy release. With my wife, she doesn't really like working out, and that's perfectly fine. I love her for who she is, but she recently expressed the fact that she wants to work out. She doesn't want me involved in that process, so I had to ask her like, why? You know, we had a little bit of an argument yesterday because of uh, me trying to get her and, and I wasn't forcing her in any way. I was like, hey, look, you have this option if you want. Let's try it out. Just try it out. See how it feels. She got on me. She was like, why do you keep forcing me? I was like, I did not force you. I was very right, careful right. to not say anything to kind of tip the scales in that direction because I knew you were going to use this against me because it's fine. I don't like forcing her into anything that she want, doesn't want to do anyways, much like I'm sure you guys uh, will parallel in relationships. It's it's tough because you got to walk that line between. Uh, why don't you try it? It's it. It might work out for you, kind of mm. like what you said about working out mm. and your ex. And try it. It's gonna be good for you. You know the force, the forceful and the non forceful. Find a middle ground. How do you do it? I think I think there's two things to that. There's the vulnerability factor and there's expectation. F going back to the previous of like, is a pride? Is it what? Why didn't it work out? Why don't they want to change? Sure. And with my previous relationship, she had been single for a, a, a good amount of time before we had gotten together. Sure. So she had created this idea of what she expected from a relationship or in, in her, her list of needs, so to speak. Okay. Right? Mm -hmm. Which eventually, you know, once we kind of addressed them, some of those needs became just more wants than needs. And some of them became uh, like core competencies, not competencies, but core like desires to feel good in the relationship expectations right expectations yeah. had, had come about right um and you know we, we we talked about them some of them we you know we both agreed on some of them we disagreed on and some of them we compromised to make them work and you know continue the relationship but as far as changing like core aspects of of your personality or your character or how you do things i think a lot of it comes down to the vulnerability factor which going into uh, you know working out there's layers of how you see yourself, right? oh, yeah. self self esteem at factors, mm -hmm. and even though you're married and you guys have this like deeper relationship than you would in, in a dating component, allegedly, there's still, there's still <laughs> factors of, of vulnerability or layers of vulnerability that are, that are going to be experienced as you go deeper into this. Absolutely, right? yeah, you're right. And that, yeah. I mean, to me, that sounds like what it could be as far as like maybe your wife doesn't want you there because it's a very vulnerable state to be like, right, right. I'm not happy with how I look right now, and I want to get, but again, like your heart's in the right place and you want to help her because she expressed it. But even in, in the relationship and making those changes about your character, about your appearance or whatever the case is, that vulnerability is is hard to to get to, to to put it out there and, and say like I I need this from you. You need a strong base. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I think going circling back, and that's great, that's a great point to kind of uh, jump on that we're all emotionally underdeveloped. In, in a sense, right? We're searching for ourselves and we use all these relationships as a catalog of how to catch up to where we need to be in life, right? Mm -hmm. So if you were in a long-term relationship, in my mind, and, and I, I'm same way, very long-term kind of guy, uh, much like yourself, Obi, um, we are missing out on a lot of the emotional development uh, milestones that would get us to the point where we need to be in order to be 
fully functioning, contributing members to the relationship. Not to say that we're not, right? Right. But theoretically, you aren't developing at a faster rate because you're not going through a lot of the... Um, let, how, how do I phrase this? Would it be like the abrupt changes of, of going from one person to another as right. far as how they function, how they do things, right. and learning multiple systems, so to speak? Exactly, yeah. We're not getting the exposure. That's perfect. We're not getting the uh, well-rounded exposure that we're, we're going to need to form the full picture of who we are in a relationship. Now, we might think that we're contributing 100% to the relationship, when in reality, we're not. Right. You know, we, we might not be bringing our full selves, but we don't know that because we're ignorant to the fact that we're not bringing that because we don't have the exposure, right? We don't have the experience. Yeah. So we so, might. So basically you're telling us that we need to date more in order to figure out or be stronger in a marriage. Uh, yeah. I, w- I would kind of with, with, where's my phone? I need to download some apps. <laughs> <laughs> with being in, uh, with being surrounded by the experiences that I've had as of late and the people that I've been surrounding myself with lately, I would have to say yes. I'd have to say yes. There's a lot of naivety that is brought into a relationship when you don't have that experience. And there are a lot of mistakes made. A lot more so than those people that I've ran into that have been very promiscuous, I guess, for lack of a better word. Just have dated a lot. Okay. And, and they've well, un- well, we, they understand so where they're at. Because you mentioned promiscuity, are we talking about just the physical component or the, the actual emotional investment. It was a bad word to use. Okay. It was a poorly, uh, for lack of a better I word, I used clarification. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, it, if, it does go sexually too. There are a lot of relationships. If that I got to knock back 50 hoes to have like a great, uh, you know, marriage, then <laughs> that's the sacrifice I'm willing to take. You I'm just, just kidding. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> you just took it there. I mean. <laughs> but you know, but I mean, my, but I think, um, I think, uh, I've dated a lot. Um, but I'm you just, dead. but, but, you know, you just got out of a seven year relationship. So before you're, yeah. you're 30 now, 31, 31. So that was when you were 24, 24. Yeah. Okay. So you were 24. Yeah. Up until, let's say just for argument's sake from 18 to keep it legal. <laughs> not that it has any bearing on anything from 18 to 24 mm-hmm. that's six years. Mm-hmm. Okay. So for almost half of your adult life, Okay. Yeah. You were dating one person yeah. exclusively, correct? Yeah. Okay. So the other half, break that up into years, mm-hmm. you had maybe five relationships? Maybe three. 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 So for your entire adult life, and not to put you on the spot because I'm probably worse, you've had four relationships. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You've dated a lot. Yeah. Experience wise, I would, if I had to put a number on it, I, I'd say probably like actual relationships, probably one a year. You, for you, one a year? No, no. I would have to say to be a fully functional person in the relationship, oh, I'd wow. say one a year. So I mean that that pushes off the entire timeline of like you know getting married, having kids, in, in your mid to late twenties, and being like, serious about one person. Yeah, I would have to say that if you if you don't find that one person, even if you found that one person, you have the potential to fuck it up because you haven't fully developed right which is where a lot of my single friends are at even married friends right now arguably i don't know there are a couple of questionable marriages that i've encountered recently like green card marriages or no no not like that (laughs) we are in california but no not like that yeah i mean um i mean it's like i like to believe i mean i grew up in a house full of women 
So I have three sisters. I'm the baby of the family. I have, three, I have an older brother, three sisters. Um, mom and dad separated when I was nine. Um, the, uh, brother moved out when he was 18. I was, I was nine. Yeah. So I, I've, I grew up in a house full of women. So the whole um, uh, chivalry, I, I got that down packed, you know. <laughs> It's like, I'm telling you, like, I literally, there's women in my apartment building. If I see them downstairs with bags, I help them, I, I help them with their bags. Like, just because, like, I just feel like it's, it's just in me. It's just built in me. Um, but, and I, and I usually um, have more girlfriends, girls that are friends, mm. than guy friends. So I talk to these women all the time. And at the end of the day, it's like, you can date as many as you want to, but they're all wired differently. Yep. Like they're all different, right? There's there's a lot of similarities, but it's just all different. And their needs or whatever they may want will differ as well. So where it might be a want for one girl, but it might be a need for another girl. Yeah, that's you know a great I mean? point. So you got to just kind of like, you have to almost know where you still stand in that relationship and and adjust accordingly. You know, because right. I mean, right. Right. but that that goes back into this. I mean, the the middle ground for that would be dating is becomes a numbers game, so to speak, to find the person that is gonna be the best fit for you. Or I don't like the way this sounds, but essentially, it's it's what it comes down to. Like, who has this most? Either gives you brings out the best in you, so to speak, or can meet you halfway. Or You're never going to find that one person that's going to do that. But you there might be so to much... fit that. You, you really grow to, you evolve the relationship and each other to, to fit that. But then arguably you could evolve and go different directions too. You could, and that's why relationships go sour. But that's when you know you found the right person. You found the right person when you effectively narrow down the field to the person that understands you the most and can help develop you. That's what you're, I was trying to say. You're yeah. not developing yourself in a relationship anymore. Right. You're relying on that other person to help develop you. Right. To fill in the holes. Right. If they can't fill in the holes, the gaps, whatever, they are effectively not doing their part in the relationship to help bring you up. Right. And you can only do so much to help bring them up if they're not able to bring you up. As a result of you bringing them up, the relationship is going to fall apart. Right. That's where a lot of marriages struggle. It's where a lot of marriages fall apart because the expectation is I have to make myself better for the other person, but that's not, that's not the way it should work. The other person should help fill in the gaps for you, right? Where you lack, right? Identifying your weaknesses in a very constructive way, say, Obi, I don't like this, this, and this. Maybe not in those words, but Hey, you know what? I'm man enough to understand where I fucked up or where I fail as a person, where my weaknesses are. To, to where I could take that criticism constructively and say, okay, this is where I need to be based on the other person's expectations. I only have to live for one person now. It's really easy for me, yeah. right? Yeah. I don't have to fucking morph myself in different ways anymore because I'm not bouncing around from relationship to relationship. Whereas you guys, it's a lot more difficult. It's, it's, for me, it's really unfair. You know, it, it's, it's a law of averages almost. You know, you have to kind of, uh, ebb and flow to an extent and, and, and eventually level out to where you're, you know, the same person across all, all relationships. And you found that person and you can, you're comfortable in your own skin and you, this is me. I'm not going to change anymore. You accept me for me. 
or not, and and then you're you're able to find that person a lot more, uh, a lot easier, because you've identified who you are in that relationship, your role, your your personality, and all that. I, I get that, but the fact that maybe it's just because you were in the zone, but this is me and I'm not changing. That kind of defeats the entire or contradicts the entire thing of you're going to grow together. Is it once you've accepted who each other are? That's your foundation. Right. I think, I think, yeah, I think around this age of 30 people, your late twenties and your thirties, you kind of understand who you are. Like you kind of just know, okay, at this point, this is just who I am. You'd hope a lot of people are like that. There are still some people that are like my ex. Right. Right. Like my ex. So you, but for the most part, you should have a good understanding of who you are and who you're not. And I think when you bring that into the relationship, I think it's when you understand what love is, love is sacrificial. So it's understanding who you are, understanding who she is. And you guys are saying, okay, you know what? Um, I have the desire and the wanting to be with you. So while I'm in this relationship, I'm going to have to make some sacrifices to keep this relationship here. So you're going to have to pick and choose which things um, you need to deload from this. This is how I am. You know what I mean? Because I know if it hurts you, then I'm going to have to do away with that. Right. So getting back to that, it, it is a foundation, right? And you, and you put it perfectly. Uh, I have this core set of this is me. That person doesn't necessarily know that, but it is me. So they accept you for it and you're like, okay, cool. Like the key fit the lock. Now the key has to unlock the lock. Bad analogy. Does that make sense? Okay. The key fit the lock. <laughs> Foundation. Okay. The key fit the lock. It works. Everything everything fits. Now we need to figure out how to take it the next step. Right? So like basically unlocking the door. So unlocking the door. Yeah. Okay. So it, so the analogy did work. But you, yeah, yeah. You, no, yeah. I, I was looking at him and he looked at me kind of weird. I, I didn't. Yeah. Uh, like, if, uh, never mind. Randy, Randy yeah, always right. gives me these weird fucking looks like, what the fuck are you talking about? Uh, I, mean, I got I'm, you. I got you. I, yeah. I, was, I was with you. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. So essentially the foundation is there. You accept each other for that. You're good. Now the next step is how do we grow together, right? But uh, what I was saying before, just to kind of clarify, accepting me for me and I'm not changing this is I'm not going to change myself for you on the facade just to just to get in your pants or, or to or to get that relationship going. This is me. If you like me, okay, let's go out. If not, then you know, redraw. Redraw completely. Right. And that's it. At this at this point in time, you have to be a lot more, I'd imagine, dating in 30, you have to be a little bit more shrewd about who you're selecting because now time is of the essence, time right? It's valuable. Yeah. Because time time is very valuable in your 30s. Very, very valuable. And yeah, I don't believe in wasting it. Obi, thank you for being on the show thank with us. Thank you so much for having me, man. Really thank appreciate it. Tell the people where they can find you. You can find me at uh, IG at O-O-K-O-N-K-O-O and at Teachers Lounge 90210. And Tarek, where can the people find you? You guys can find me at Turg Says No on Twitter and Instagram. Please feel free to reach out at me there. And Randy, how about you? You can find me anywhere and everywhere at I am Randy Z. Thank you for subscribing to another episode of Talk 30 to Me. We hope you enjoy it and continue to share it with friends. Make sure you stop our website at talk30to me.com 
For more content and information about the podcast, rate us on iTunes. And if you really like what you hear, make sure you hit that donate button. Really appreciate it. For Talk Theory to Me, I'm Turk. And I'm Randy Z. Peace. Peace.